0: And let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of four. It best. is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway. It's showtime! Have you got a
1: for a press? Often imitated, never duplicated, the greatest show on dirt of outlaws. It's time to sit. Relax and enjoy because, ladies and gentlemen, it's Set
0: to do battle 4 30 laps. The green flag is waving.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wing Nation, the Galentine's Day version, not Valentine's Day. You heard me right. I'm your host, Aaron Everingham as Steve is on his way to Daytona for some little race this weekend. So my co-host joining us from Pennsylvania via Zoom is my good friend, Ashley Shremi. How you doing, Ashley?
3: I am great, Aaron. Happy Valentine's Day. Is there big plans for the Evernhams tonight?
2: Not really, you know, it's just really not that big holiday, but there were some flowers this morning, so he did all right. What about you guys?
3: I'm, I'm still waiting. Um, there's no plans currently, but I'm, I'm still waiting. It's wash day. Uh, guys just got back from Volusia yesterday. So today's wash day. So there's still time.
2: Awesome. So you were down in Volusia for a few days. You got to see some sprint car racing. I know you're down there for the modifieds. Um, anything interesting that you saw? Obviously there was some great racing, but mother nature, uh, I guess kind of won out in the end. She did. She did. Um, but it was
3: beautiful. We were in shorts, so no complaints for at least three or four days there. Um, I think David gravel, uh, is showed some huge improvements and it'll be interesting to see how the year unfolds. I know he's tired of finishing second in the points. Could this be his year? Um, awesome, awesome speed this weekend. And then you take somebody like Danny Dietrich had terrible showing all week. Completely tears the car apart, puts it back together, and then hits the podium. So it was it was an interesting week for sure.
2: Yeah, for sure it was. Even watching on, on Dirt Vision and Flow. Um, speaking of David Gravel, he's going to join us on the show later, as well as our good friend Terry McCarl. So let's hop right into our Hefner Racing hot topics. Like you mentioned, the world of Outlaws. We're at Volusia. David Gravel picking up both wins. Uh, we Buddy Kofoid getting two second place finishing finishes he certainly looked good down there and like you said danny dietrich finished third in the first feature logan Schuhart third in the second uh we also had the all-stars before that at volusia brad sweet picked up really the first big 410 win of the year uh followed by logan shuhart and gravel and on wednesday night carson macedo got the win donnie shots with a bent nose wing managed to hold on to second and james mcfadden third uh all-stars last night were also at east bay and Tyler Courtney picked up his first one, but a heck of a run from Justin Peck and Buddy Kofoid. Yeah, were you able to catch any of those features? I did not want
3: East Bay last night uh yesterday was just a cluster from being gone for a week uh but we did talk to justin peck yesterday um he will be on the mag tv and our rev tv programs this week um justin ex- is extremely excited for this year so to see you know he had three top tens at volusia and Aaron, you can attest to this i think there's maybe four or five races that you see this caliber of races at throughout the year the nationals uh the national open uh the Eldora million, you'll see it, but Volusia is its own animal. You know, it's a big half mile. It's fast. And again, the competition is absolutely insane.
2: Yes. I think it's going to be so interesting to see how things play out. You know, the world of outlaws have a few weeks off, but certainly was was fun to watch the races that we've, we've gotten to catch so far. Those are your Hefner racing products, hot topics. HRP wings are the original recessed rivet wings manufacturer. They use wind tunnel and track performance testing to outpace industry in design, innovation, and functionality. And not only for sprint cars, but lightning sprints, micro and junior sprints. And they can ship across the world and be economically ground shipped to your door. We need to step away for a quick break. When we come back, David David Gravel will join us next.
1: Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com.
2: Welcome back. This is Wing Nation. Joining us now on the Sage Fruit Hotline is the World of Outlaw two time winner so far this season, only after two races. David Gravel. Welcome to the show, David.
4: How are you guys? Thanks for having me.
2: Well, we're doing well, but I don't I don't think as well as you are. Talk about last week. Uh certainly a strong debut with the Outlaws this year. Look uh pretty unstoppable. Yeah, it was
4: a, it was a great start. Uh we started the, the year off at you know, with the all-stars at and had a good first night and then kind of stubbed our toe the second night and then kind of went back to normal deal for the first night of the Outlaws and uh, everything was going well and, you know, felt like we had a good car to win the race and Mother Nature came and rained us out the rest of the night. So we, you know, picked up on that first event before the, really the night started on Friday and uh, was able to get the job done and, uh, yeah, I was able to win two in one day. It was, it was pretty cool. And and really, you know, you can't ask for any more.
3: David, you're the sixth person to add their name to the world of outlaws list of winning two races in the same day. Does that make it easier? Or does it make it harder to have two features in the same day?
4: Uh, I would say harder for me to start off the year. Um, I was dealing with a little bit of an injury to start the year as well. So I would say my stamina wasn't the best uh, going into the season. So um, definitely uh, was a physical week and late nights with these rain delays and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I felt great in the car and, uh, you know, it's just a little tired after.
2: David, you mentioned in victory lane how it's so important to get that first win kind of knocked off, and not only did you get one, but you got two. How important is that with as tough as the competition is right now to get those wins under your belt and just to get momentum started off right?
4: Yeah, it's very important. Um, It seems like always the first one is the hardest. Uh, They're all hard, but, um, you know, knowing that you could do it and, you know, our our cars capable, our team's capable, you know, this sprint car world's so crazy. We got new crew guys every year, it seems like. And um, you know, luckily we have two of the three pieces we had last year and then from the previous year we had Scott that worked with us. So we're all familiar with each other, but obviously we all got to work well together and, you know, we're we're able to do that. So feels good to have speed at Volusia. Um, you know, we kinda got a lot of big tracks to start the year with more Volusia and and Port Royal and Williams Grove and, and Lincoln. So uh, really looking forward to hopefully just starting super, super hot and, and continue that to go.
3: David, talking about that momentum, is do you enjoy this little break that's gonna happen? I know you talked about that injury that you have. Do you need this downtime to kind of heal? Or are you wishing that you guys were still racing now that you've popped off two wins already? You want that momentum to keep going?
4: Uh, you definitely like the momentum to keep going, but uh, I cannot complain with this schedule uh, racing at Volusia and then coming back and me able to drive home, you know, the night of the race that we're done or the morning of the race, I could show up and leave my house. So um, for me, uh, it's going to be a, a good refresher and help shorten the season up. Uh, I always said if the season was one month shorter, it would be perfect. Um, With us racing into November now, um, you know, it's a long year. So I think this is going to help the crew guys, help the drivers, and really help everybody, um, I, I think, be better in a mental place for the whole season. And I think the year will feel shorter because of it
2: yeah david you talked about being able to drive home and, and sleep in your own bed i know you're originally from connecticut but have lived in florida for a while now how nice is it to race in your home state now have another set of races at Volusia in a few weeks um, to get that time with your new baby uh, and to have them in victory lane and and is it kind of like a home home team or hometown win now when you're racing at Volusia? do you have family and, and new friends that come to the races
4: well i would I don't know if you guys been to Florida very often, maybe away from the races, but it seems like everybody from the Northeast <laughs> has moved down here, so um it seems like every time we go to Volusia, there's lots of people from Massachusetts or Connecticut coming down or uh, family, but Jill, Jill's family uh, is a lot down here in South Florida, and, um, you know, definitely feels like a home race for me just because we have so many people that come down. They want to get out of the cold for the winter or, um, you know, live down here now or, or just want to get away. So it's, it's definitely cool. Always have a lot of support at Volusia and, um, you know, nothing's like home uh, in Connecticut, but again, I I live a lot closer to Volusia than I do anywhere else in Connecticut. (laughs)
3: No doubt about it. All right, so let's talk about this little dude, Levi. Uh, what's it been like, uh, you and your wife Jill, welcoming him into the world just a few months ago? What's it like being a new dad, David?
4: Ah, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, he he's so awesome. We're so lucky. He's healthy. You know, he looks normal. He's happy and just smiling all the time. He loves. You know he he loves people and. Uh, everybody that loves them i mean i feel like uh we can be blessed with a better baby so that's really cool that the first week of racing uh with us never doing it and having five days in a row and rain delays and all that is an experience in itself and knowing where to go or not to go or where to put them and we don't have a motor home so it's not ideal but Uh, We're going to figure out that, you know, going down the road. Um, Jill's going to come to more races than she has, and I'm going to try to get home uh, more as well. So um, I don't think the motorhome life is our life, but who knows, that might change here moving forward.
2: That was going to be my next question for you. I know in the past we've talked about life outside of racing, that you you have your drag cars, you have your podcast, you have your YouTube page. You do a lot that's just, you know, that's also outside of, of racing. And your wife, I believe you told me, just got her... Is it nurse practitioner's degree she was working on? Um, How are you going to balance that? Now you have family, you've got a son, and and travel becomes a little bit different. And I can only say that because I speak from experience, as does Ashley.
4: Yeah, I know you guys travel a lot and have dealt with all sorts of obstacles, and you are both moms now, so I'm sure Uh, it's a handful. For us, we're going to, you know, not make a plan and just kind of, take it step by step but uh jill's finishing school here uh february 27th i believe uh to get her master's degree in as a nurse practitioner so when she does that she's hoping to uh and do injectables and and botox and lip fillers and all that stuff moving forward down here in uh south florida and maybe mobile maybe at the knoxville nationals who knows
3: I like it. That's awesome and would be perfect. All right. So, David, your family has always been huge supporters. Um, How is grandma and grandpa? Are they Nona, Poppy? What are their names? I know you said Jill's family lives down there. Did they get to visit often uh, your parents and your sisters?
4: My sisters, uh, we had Thanksgiving here. We went to Connecticut for Christmas. Uh, Since then, I haven't seen my sisters, but my parents uh, came down for Volusia for the whole week, and they're still here. Uh, and they leave tomorrow, and uh, you know, obviously they're going to come back to Volusia as well. And then we'll be uh, in Connecticut for a week in between the Pennsylvania races. So, uh, yeah, my dad's going as Pap right now, and my mom's going as Gam Gam right now. So we'll see what uh, what they could pronounce or what he could pronounce when he gets to talk. But uh, it's always a, a nonstop. Uh, I guess, brainstorming process on what they want to get called. My mom still isn't set on hers, but my dad's definitely set on his.
2: That's awesome. You have such a great family, and it's awesome to see their support. David, last question, getting back to racing. uh, Looking forward to the the World of Outlaws season, what are some things you're excited about, some things you're um, looking forward to, maybe a little bit worried about? And maybe who do you see as some of your biggest competition? We know that Brad Sweet obviously being, you know, defending champ is, is certainly one, but... You know, there's some new names that seem to be popping up.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a lot to unfold on that question. I mean, definitely the million-dollar-to-win race at Eldora is one of the top of the list. Um, I feel like there's like six or seven um, big-name events with Houston, uh Knoxville Nationals, Kings Royal, the Million, the National Open, Um, and you know, the world of outlaw championship, those all are at the top of the list. Uh, if I could check off two or more of those, that would be an amazing year. So, um, those are what I'm really striving for. Um, the outlaw championship is just as important as any of them, but um, yeah, it's going to be a tough year, obviously. Uh, what, what I'm concerned about, obviously, is the new tire coming out, we're supposed to get it. I believe, the week of Pennsylvania. So I think that could be a game changer for lots of people. It might be very good for somebody's driving style or, or maybe for a team that can adapt well, or and it might hurt uh, people that you know can adapt as well. So I think that's going to be the biggest change in sprint car racing moving forward is the new tire um, and how it affects Eldora and Knoxville, right? All the people that have been super strong there it might be a little bit of a learning curve uh, when we get back. So, um, you know, Brad Sweet, Carson Macedo, Logan Shuhart, Donnie shots. Um, you know, then, you know, there's so many other people that can win Jacob Allen, um, you know, geo Selzy, you know, so all those guys can win the first group I met. I, you know, talked about, uh, Sheldon Honeyshield as well, but I think there's four guys that have a legitimate shot at winning the championship. And, um, you know, I truly believe that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us today. We wish you the best of luck, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you down the road.
4: All right, guys. Thank you very much.
2: Awesome. Thank you, David. When we come back in just a moment, we'll have more Wing Nation.
1: Hey, this is Steve Post with Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. I hope you catch this week's show, because Ashley Stremme and I, we caught up with Justin Peck. Ashley, he's one of our favorites.
3: It's true, Steve. He did 99 races last year, and he's gonna hit 100 this year because his team owner said we're doing it. So be sure to check out our interview with him to see what and where he's going to be this year, Steve.
1: 100 races, are you kidding me? They've lost their minds, and you can learn more on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, Wednesdays on Rev, Fridays on MA.
2: Welcome back to Wing Nation. Joining us now on the Sage Fruit Hotline is the one and only Terry McCarl. How are you doing today, Terry?
5: Doing great. Uh, just got uh, Austin. I'm at Austin's house, and he just uh, brought our first grandbaby home, so it's a pretty exciting time.
2: Tell us about that. I know that I think you were in Florida, flew home to be there to to welcome your first grandbaby. Um, what has that been like from you? I mean, let's not talk racing yet. Let's talk life and family. How cool is it to be uh, a grandfather?
5: Well, uh, his name's Cole James McCarl. He's seven pounds, 15 ounces, 21 and a half inches long. I guess a lot of people want to know that, but uh, healthy. That's all that we cared about. Didn't care of his boy or girl. We just want a healthy baby, but he did a Cole did a great job. He let me get to East Bay. I got there about midnight and, um you know with all they had canceled that race so i thought that the pits would be a mud hole but i walked back there and it wasn't too bad so i was able to park my rig back where i always park on the back straightaway. and about one o'clock i fell asleep in the truck and laurie called me about five and said we're having a baby so get on a flight and get home so uh worked out really well i was able to get a flight home and 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 be there i wasn't there right when he was born but soon thereafter and uh been enjoying those grandpa, the start of the this grandpa deal and uh I don't know, I'm don't. i pretty excited about it. So is Lori. We all are. It's a different time in life. I, everybody I know that has grandkids tell me it's better than kids because you can spoil the heck out of them and then send them home.
3: <laughs> it's so true. Uh, so mom, dad are doing good.
5: Really good. Lori said that uh, Alyssa is awesome. Austin's wife, uh, both my boys married great girls and uh, she's always been a a Real positive attitude, real trooper, and everything she does. And uh, and uh, she said it went really, really smooth. And she was laughing. Uh, Alyssa had them all laughing and smiling. And you know, uh, I think uh, she had to push for about four hours. And and he came out, and he's perfectly healthy so far. So we're everything went as smooth as could be expected or hoped for. You know, so right now everything's doing great, and we just got him home.
2: That's awesome. We're really happy for for you and Lori and obviously Austin and his wife. What a what a wonderful thing to have a healthy child. Getting back to a little bit of racing, you said you parked your stuff at East Bay. Um, I know you missed the 410 races to be home, but this weekend is, is a big race, the Ronald Laney Memorial King of 360s race. Um, I know it's been a special race for you. You've been there for many years. You've won it a number of times. Talk about this race, I, and I I also know you knew Ronald Laney. Talk about what it means to to be there and to kick off the season with this one.
5: Yeah, I think I'm one of the few guys now that, that knew Ronald personally and uh, knew what a great young man he was. And I was actually um, right there when, I, when his accident happened. If it if wasn't bit of fence, he would hit my trailer right on the back straight away. So um, yeah, I do have a different perspective on it than a lot of people maybe. And, uh, you know, he always came to Oskaloosa and put on some great parties back there. We don't want to talk about those parties maybe, but, uh, uh, he was a great young man. And, uh, and I was there when he won, he passed me and Gary Wright to win that, uh, the, the 360 race years ago. And I always laugh talking about how we went to get paid and he still had the crown on later. And he was so proud of that win. And, uh, so it means a lot to me. And then Florida in general has always meant a lot to me. My dad always went down there in the early seventies and, you know, at the fairgrounds out of Tampa. And I always heard the stories when I was a little boy of all the crazy annex that went on down there and all the fun they had. Now you see all the old videos of people. I, I watched. someone sent me one the other day from the fairgrounds with my dad in it. But I just, I knew all those drivers and Bill Lutz and Roger Rager. And of course, Jan Hopperman and those guys, Poncho Carter that were, that were racing. So it was always a big event or a big time to go down there, you know, to get out of the cold weather everywhere, uh, but Florida, It always seems to have great weather this time of year and, and to go be a part of that. So to me, those races were really special. You know, when I, when I first went to East Bay, I drove for Bob Weikert, and uh there were 70 cars there you know it's four nights three nights of preliminaries and then a final night and you know they inverted six in the heat and took three it was brutal and uh really really tough competition and and of course i love east bay it's just such a unique track and a fun track because i don't think it's as much about horsepower you always need good horsepower of course but i think it's more about the driver and getting the mechanics getting the car right and rotating the track it's a really tricky funny racetrack and a funny surface and I even Austin and I were on our way to Georgia two years ago and I heard Tim McCready the fake team Mac Tim, Tim McCready talk about uh <laughs> that was a funny joke right there though. I know
2: I caught that it took me a second but I caught it <laughs> <laughs> um
5: no I heard Tim talking about um you know after the race how everything you do at East Bay you don't do that anywhere else in the country and Gary Wright told me that years ago he, he and I were winning quite a bit and he told me he's like you know Terry everything you do down here what you do when you get to the georgia state line you throw all your notes out for florida because you don't do this anywhere else where we race and so that makes it fun for me it's just tricky and a lot of fun i've got a lot of great friends i've had down there for years and sponsors so uh, it's just a fun time but coming home for a grandbaby is worth, worth making some of it
3: terry talking about east bay obviously we've chatted about it in the past with it being such a tricky surface then you have to throw in the ocean tides. When high tide comes, low tide because it changes everything. Do you stay up on that? Does one of your crew guys stay up on it? And what do you have to essentially change when those tides change?
5: I don't really believe that stuff to be honest with you, Ashley. <laughs> I just think it's the uh, you know it's just in the air, or maybe maybe that has to do with the same type of thought process. But uh, you know, it, it, when it gets slick and you have stuff you know, with the 360s, you can still run soft tires on the left rear and the medium on the right rear. And I think that's kind of what happened the, the night Ronald won is, I think he started up front and he kind of backed up like he was, you know, too loose early. And then we had multiple yellows and things happen and the moisture kind of come up in the track. Like you say, I don't know if it's tight or just the, you know, there's so much water in the air there. I mean, when we do our ADR and things like that, I'm setting up our engines. Um, and then you have such a soft tire on the left rear. I think when you have a yellows and long reds, that right rear seals up and, and cools down, and the left rear still has a lot of drive. So, you know, I was literally I seen Kelly Kinzer hit the outside fence, and Kelly never ran the outside fence. So that it, we all got so tight, and I think Ronald was free enough. He ended up smoking us all, driving all back around us, and so it's tricky that way. I don't know if it's tied or if it's I don't ever look at those types of things. I just don't know if it's that or the. You know the the moisture in the air and just the difference in tires that we run. And, you know when you have a long yellow, I think the left rear starts out driving it so much. So it gets you know you can dominate. I've said that to the boys a couple of times. You could lead the first you know 39 laps and a yellow comes out and you, you know your tires change and the track changes. anything could happen after that and, I, and actually that happened a few years ago. I got Mark Smith with. He had a one and the yellow come out on the last lap. We got by him there for the checkered. So, um, you know, anything could happen, but that place just seems to do it a little more. And I think, again, I don't know if it's the tide or just the moisture in the air, but uh, it's part of what makes East Bay tricky and fun and and hard to win at.
2: Terry, I know you said that you can't really take anything away from from East Bay as far as setups for for the rest of the year, but how important is it to go down there and, and have a good start to the year and have some good finishes to kind of get the ball rolling?
5: Well, you know, winning always makes you feel good, no matter what <laughs> the track or who you're racing against. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's, and if you can start the year out strong, it, it certainly helps you uh, get through the next few months when the stuff gets going really strong around the Midwest. But, you know, I went down there and, and thunk it up for for a couple of weeks. And, I, you know, one year we won five features down there. And, and uh, you know, so it certainly makes you feel better. It's better better for the sponsors and the crew, of course, when you win. It's like that any time you win. But, uh, you know, start the season out strong always makes you feel good. And, uh, yeah. And, it, you know, I've just been fortunate enough. I've always been pretty good at, at East Bay and Volusia and, and, uh, and, um, you know, again, if, if you win them all again, it doesn't really mean that much coming back here other than it puts you in a great mood and, and gets everybody fired up about the upcoming season.
3: Well, being in a great mood is always a positive thing. And speaking of that, Knoxville has announced that they're going to increase the purse. Terry, what's that mean? Knowing that you race there, the boys race there regularly. You know, having that increased purse, how much does it help you guys out?
4: Well,
5: Somebody put a stat out. I think Sprint Car Stats or something put a, put all the payoffs for all the tracks. You know, Knoxville, Houston, uh, Williams Grove, Fort Royal, everybody. And I was pretty impressed that Knoxville is number one. Houston is Houston's was only about $800 behind them on the weekly purse. So I wish I was still in my prime like everybody does. But uh <laughs> But, you know, it's great to see Knoxville step up. They've always been kind of a leader in that with, with point funds and payoffs. And, uh, you know, there's not one single owner there, you know, and it's all a fair board and it doesn't affect that, that has an if they don't get paid to do that, I don't believe. And so they, they've they always been good at putting, putting back into the sport, putting back into the facility and the big events. And that's kind of the way I've always promoted my front row challenge. I, I spend a lot of money. I probably don't have to and give away a lot of things, but I'm trying to, make it more of an event and put back into the sport that way and I think more people will support our event because of it and fans but Knoxville has been a leader in that for years again because no one there is, is, is making or losing money they can take risks that others maybe can't but it, it showed that if you spend money you can make more money in the future and and they've always been a leader in that so, it's, so luckily we're only 30 miles from there and and uh I'm pretty proud to, to be a champion at that and both my sons have been champions so it's it's definitely the greatest track in the world I think
2: it sure is, Terry. Last question for you: What does the season look for you? Look for you. Did I hear that you're uh, back with the 360s at Knoxville?
5: You know, I don't know. I, I'm I, I'm really torn. I I still feel the same way I did last year and the year before that. You know, I, it's just really, really hard for me to race with my sons. And I'm a really competitive person, and and I just have a different outlook when I'm at the races. I'm not there to make friends. I'm there to to, to win and. And uh, it changes my attitude so much when my sons are racing. I, I'd rather go back to 410s. Um, again, they pay much better. And, and uh, I think the costs are relatively the same, whether you got a 360 or a 410 in there. If you want to win, you know, if you're trying to beat the top guys there every week and, and try to win championships, it's, it's expensive and you got to have new tires on, you got to have great engines. So, um, but again, I don't want to race against my son. So I'll probably end up in the 360s. I really was trying to find an IRA ride or something that I could go you know, race the 410 and not have to raise my sons, but uh, I've got a really good 410 and a really good 360. And um, I, I, I guess as it stands today, I'll probably, you know, be running the 360s at Maxwell, but I'm gonna try to run my 410 a lot more often other places, Houston and some other places, maybe.
2: Well, whichever you choose, wherever you go, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for joining us today. And congratulations again on the grand baby.
5: I didn't notice was Steve there today or not. Was he gone? I didn't notice Steve not being there. i to talk to the two ladies it's kind of nice
2: <laughs> he's on his way to daytona for that that real job that he has
5: oh he's a big wig okay yeah
2: yeah we're you know ashley and i are just here talking wing spring cars which actually we prefer <laughs>
5: yes yeah me too So, well th- thanks
1: for having me
2: awesome thank you again terry we need to take another quick break but when we come back more wing nation
1: The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds, Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic National Open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway Featured April third through October second at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa.
2: Welcome back. This is Wing Nation. Let's go to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar. Monday, what is Steve Smith's birthday? Today, Joe Jaggersberger and Bayless Leverett. Thursday, Gene Crusine. Friday, Il- Earl Gilmore, Colby Scroggin, Myron Stevens. Saturday, Tom Holden, Jim McElrith, and T.E. Pop Myers. Sunday, Rick Ferkel. And you can become a supporting member of the National Spring Crawl Hall of Fame and Museum for only $25, and you get free admission to the museum and 10% discount on museum store merchandise.
3: Well, I have tried for the Corvette, Erin, numerous times, and I have yet to win it. (laughs) You can go to winaz06corvette.com for your entrance, and it helps the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame as well. Um, But this week, this weekend, uh, some racing on tap. East Bay, um, still killing it with the All-Stars last night. The rest of this week, um, we talked about it with – Terry McCarl, the Ronald Laney uh, King of the 360s. The three night show is this weekend. And then the World of Outlaws, we have a little bit of break that we spoke about with David Gravel. Um, they're off until early March and then they hit Bike Week for Daytona Bike Week. Uh, of Lucia fires back up and then they head to the great state of Pennsylvania.
2: Yes, absolutely, your favorite state. Well, Ashley, any uh, any final thoughts? You know, I thought we had two interesting guests. We had Gravel, who's off to a great start, and we have Terry McCarl, who's always great to catch up with, obviously has exciting news in his family life, but um, certainly always a contender wherever he goes.
3: Karen, you can probably attest to this. I feel like in the dirt world, we are in baby fever season. Um, I feel like in the NASCAR world, you know, everybody was single, then everybody got married and then everybody started having babies. And I feel like that's where we're at in the dirt world right now.
2: So true. So true. All right, well, make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook. We have a YouTube page. You can get your fancy Wing Nation gear at www.shopwingnation.com or at the Tom Buke, Justin Peck merchandise trailer, possibly at East Bay this evening. And uh, coming up this weekend on Wing Nation TV presented by Sage Fruit with Ashley and Steve Post is guest Justin Peck. It airs Wednesday in Canada on Rev TV and Mav TV, A New Time, of 12.30 p.m. Eastern time on Fridays. So thank you very much to David Gravel and Terry McCarl for joining us here today. And thank you all for tuning in and watching the Galentine's Day edition of Wing Nation.
0: Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you wanna keep things moving.